Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Let's meet our players. Hi, I'm Grant, and I'm playing Trather Wimblin, a human fighter. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I'm going to be playing John Abermere, a crimson-born human. Peter, Bertrand Greystone, Dwarven Forge Cleric. William R. Ericocro Magi. Daniel, I am playing Vatten. I am a half-elf ranger. Hi, my name is Ben, and I am Twig, or Shem. I am a rogue bard and a, a goliath. We hope you enjoy our episode. Welcome back to City on the Hill Gaming. I am your Game Master, Ryan. With me, as always, Grant, Peter, Jenny, hey. Ben, Daniel, and William. Yeah, I'm proud got of you for getting through that in one take. Good Tried. job. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Zero mistakes. First try. All right. It's time for more of the dungeons and also the dragons. Uh, when we last left the party, they were helping the fine, fine giant cat people, the Jeddit, uh, rebuild their village with the help of some of the Hawk's lieutenants uh, when they were attacked by a most curious group of gray-skinned uh, elves covered in sort of obsidian blackish markings uh, who appeared out of the desert uh, in, in mass and uh, beset the village aggressively, uh, but were, as always, dealt with handily and relatively kindly, which is, you know, sort of your mo so far which seems good mm. um so you have them all tied up and the rest of the jedit and the uh the works have kind of subdued the handful of other deep elves who have laid attack on the village with their claims of being the forerunners for the gray dragon and the obsidian rain what do now well, if I recall correctly, um, we took care of, like, patching these guys up and stuff last time, too, right? Yes, no, absolutely. Okay. All right. They are so all conscious and coherent, that. and no one is No one in... is in any imminent peril of... No, no, not at all. ...shuffling off this mortal coil at the moment. Okay, good. Not even a little bit. So, uh, since you weren't feeling very talkative before, maybe we'll try this again. Why are you... in? Fading and attacking us? It, it, he, he sends us places to build a path. Uh huh. While, while, while he does his own work in the, in the trenches. Yeah. You, you said that before. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, you might want to go back and tell him to take a detour. There's some kind of road sign pun there, but I'm not finding it, so we're just going to keep moving. <laughs> That's all right. Batten glances back and looks at everyone else. Is like, was that cool or corny? Is that... John think gives it... him a thumbs up. We're good. We're good. Okay, good. We're good. Perfect. <laughs> Bert, right. Rather kind of notice it does like the you know splay your fingers and rock your hand back and forth thing. Sixty forty. Yeah. <laughs> But sixty forty, which way? I've not decided yet. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> we we only do what Marianas asks. He holds the spear. This and is a name. You, this is a name you haven't heard before. Yeah, I was no, about to say. Yet yeah, another yeah. yet another name to keep up with. We're good. 
Very I, honest. I promise I totally have a list that I've never given you guys because I've never made a list. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. There we go. Writes down Marianas. There we go. It's it's in the it's in the chat now. Prather sort of sighs, grabs the bridge of his nose, squeezes it, glances over at Melee. Could could you please write that down? Uh, yeah. No no problem. I'll I'll, I'll I... make a list. There there's a few others from before. I'll I'll find them in the notes. Thank you. We can keep a running I'm, chart or something. I am going to make a flow chart. Yes. I'm shocked. It is normally Vatant that's like squeezing the bridge of his nose and sighing whenever Trather does something. <laughs> yeah, but this is... It's weird to see. Like, do I look like that? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Glass shattering moments. <laughs> All right. What spirit are you talking about? The one guarded by the great beast. He took it from the beast. Now he holds it. Uh, that's, another, that's another thing to write down, isn't it? Great beast. <laughs> Ginny. Yes. John is heard. Mm-hmm. And this this is much less. So a lot of the things John has heard over over his life have been very, like, provably factual. There's very little myth of yeah. what roams the desert. Like, you obviously know the dragon's real and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a story you're told as a child of an ancient city on the far side of the desert near an ocean. And at some point, something happened, the city sank into the water, and this sort of great power source inside the city is guarded by a great beast. Mm -hmm. People have used the word Leviathan. Okay. Uh, It it is a story you've been told many times as a child, It's but it's one of those things that you... Sounds like there's no way that's actually a thing. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's one of those things that's like one step too far. Mm-hmm. But it it is a story you have heard. Okay. I'm about to make a pun in chat. Okay. <laughs> wow. Frank, you thought the the about this one. <laughs> hey. There we All go. right. Excellent. That was my first thought. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay. saying it out loud. I'm letting the listeners decide for themselves. I'm, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it out loud oh, either. I, it I is, said it out loud. I'm sorry. It, oh, I'm, you do? Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it is the name. Just... It, it is the name of the fourth map for tonight. Oh, good. Also, let me just say that it is a very Pacific pun. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I am both upset and fascinated. That was digging, amazing. Digging deep there, are you? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, oh, so, all right, so where is this beast? So they, we might go questing. <laughs> if you're going to keep making magic references, we're going to have to stop. And I'm gonna have to open arena, and we're it's gonna have also to... a once in future king reference. Thank I mean, there, you that's very fair. Much. I just, oh, I mean, it's I yeah. play a lot of green decks. Yeah, it's it's uh, King Arthur stuff. That's a it's a really good card for two and two green. Okay, sorry. Um, we're back. Um, it's a really good card. I know it's a really good card. Really good card. Okay. Um, Jenny, John, John knows that. Yes, John. John knows of the beast. John knows there is a, a, an ocean on the other side of the desert. That's mm-hmm. that's a real thing. That's probably several days' journey from where you are. That's a okay. that's a factual thing. But there's the map. This, the stories you've been told. The beast guards the spear. 
and the sunken city. Like he's um he's protector of something that should stay buried. Okay. If it's not anymore, that may mean the beast is gone. Okay. Again, so, all myth and legend if any of it's even true. Okay. I'm I'm clarifying something right now. So I'm looking at the map. Uh we're by Anwaru, right? Yeah, you're in Anwaru. Yes. You're in, in the south. So in the bottom there's the Crimson Rift and Greyhold where Jenny's character John is from. Um Desert Edge, which is a a town you've been to before. You're sort of in between Greyhold and Desert's Edge. Oh, okay. Uh, where you would be thinking, yeah, you're just kind of in that area. Where you would be talking about isn't actually on the drawn map. It'd be over in this area. Oh, okay. There's sort of a... Wait, does this work? Freehand. <clears throat> sort of like... You're off the edge of the map. Here be monsters. <laughs> yeah, very Pirates of the Caribbean. Just kind of like this. To the southeast of the desert you are in, there is a great ocean. Okay. Cool. So I, my main concern is that I thought we'd have to go to the rift. I thought we were going to be going over there. And I was like, I don't want to. No, no. no I, I, I don't want to do that. John would not want to go there. Back. It's not, yeah, so it's not full of good memories. Other way, that's fine. John is fine with <laughs> Okay. Going there. All of our noted. travel plans are, are are hereby like predicated on does this move us closer to or farther away from the from, rift? Yes. From, from the angry, scary place on the map. Talk to yeah. me in miles. How many yeah. miles away does this put me? Yeah. Is it yeah. more <laughs> perfect? <laughs> That's great. D and D does use imperial measurements, doesn't it? I actually yeah. don't know. Um, okay, yeah. It, it does, does feet. feet. So yeah. that's Imperial. It, oh, in yeah, right. English books, yes. I, or at least American books. I really? do not know if that's true everywhere. I just don't know. And now I have questions. Interesting. Okay. Um, one wonders if the squares Everyone are one the... or two meters in metric. Uh, the squares in metric would be um, a meter and a half if we're going with just general logic stuff. Versus five uh, feet. Yeah. Noted. Okay. Yeah, five feet's about a meter and a half. So you guys about. talk to them for a few more minutes. Um, and the orcs in Warforged, you guys have dealt with before the uh, work with the hawks come up. Uh, one of them looks at you. Congratulations. You have visitors now. Not, not, not other visitors. Not fr friendly visitors this time. I should clarify that. Sorry. Oh, God. It's been, it's been a busy day. That's on, that's on me. Friendly visitors. Um, and you guys see, Tr Trather notices it first because Trather is the one who has the most specific reaction to this. Um, coming from the southeast, kind of headed your direction, you see a familiar floating crimson mist. Nope. 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 No. I absolutely refuse. <laughs> Trather starts just doing jumping jacks. She's not doing it again. Nope. So you see two people walk uh, from that part of the desert. The, mi the, the mist disappears. You see two people walk Maylis out of that part just, of the desert. Maylee's just staring at you. Just taking notes like, I don't know this as part. As opposed I, to... I have questions. I mean, that's not uncommon. So as you see two people walk out of the desert, you see a third who is now standing directly next to Trather. I've missed you too. It's so good to see you again. She just pokes you on the nose. Back! <laughs> You guys are my favorite. I hate this and everything about it. Perfect. <laughs> well, you're lucky. She's paying the tab again, so I'm just going to hang out. 
And she just disappears again. Trather immediately starts, like, checking that all of his limbs work. Everybody's fine. Everybody's good. You disappoint put your me, left Brian. Arm in, <laughs> Deeply disappointed. Put your left arm out. Put your left arm in and shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey. You do the Trather pokey? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if, if our story is anything like actual Overwatch, Sombra really is, never is a bad person. She's just easily motivated by money. Okay. <laughs> and the chance to boot people on the nose, which is always fun. Okay, so, uh, Melee, uh, to our shopping list, add giant fan. So next time we see the Crimson Mist, we'll just try blow it away. <laughs> <laughs> she writes down, R learns gust. I'll learn. Yeah, you know what? I'll allow it. Yes. And that was half a, I don't know the name of the wizard spell and half Pokemon reference because I thought Bertram has gotten a thoughtful look on his face and has started like scribbling notes on like in the sand of it looks like he's taken a scabbard from a sword and then like attached it to the bottom of a heater shield and he's like giant fan spinning blade spinning blade spinning blade spinning blade I mean I mean Fatten is like 60% sure that won't work, but it'll be really funny, and he loves messing with Trather, so we're just going to keep this up. You guys have done a lot of things I was at least 70% sure weren't going to make sense, but they've worked out perfectly, so I mean, <laughs> anything's possible. If she flies away on a cloud of red mist and yells, curses, I will be so happy. Have we managed to top talking to the dragon in the first adventure yet? Or You're getting close. Okay. <laughs> we got off our game, guys. We can't peak in the first episode. <clears throat> that just it sets a good bar. It's a good baseline. That huh? you that you you know, as long as you you, you guys do a good job of, of being consistent. That's not nothing. Uh so as, as the other two walk up from, from the desert, you see uh, a half work woman and a gentleman you've actually seen before. So last time you guys were deep, deep in the desert chasing the guy who throws obsidian things at you. Um you were approached by a hunter with a large pet lynx who had been uh, sent to retrieve you. Yeah, the messenger guy. Yes. Yeah. He is now walking behind the half half ha ha half orc woman. Um The F Hulk. <clears throat> nope, not that. <laughs> oh, it does say that under it, doesn't I forgot it. Name tag him. Perfect. Um Well met. Uh, again, I suppose. You've been busy again. Oh, well, you know, we're bored easily. <clears throat> like to so stay productive. Seems. She's looking at your drawings in the, in the sand. <laughs> Bertrand kind of looks at it thoughtfully and goes, and just scratches it all She's, out. She starts to erase one part and write like three other numbers under it. I think that would work. She won't like it, but it'll work. Braddon did it once. That, that, that yeah. might work, actually. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you. Maylee's taking furious notes. <laughs> She's on her second booklet now. Her notes have notes that are not her notes. <clears throat> the woman from the Crimson Mist is standing over her shoulder, like jotting notes in the margins. <laughs> yeah, just like no, 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 no. It's there. That's yeah. There you go. That's it. Oh goodness. Uh. Hmm. Wait. So who are the? I haven't seen Deep Elves in a while. That's interesting. Yeah, they're not very forthcoming either, which is frustrating. That happens. 
their city, I'm told, some generations ago, was sunk into the ocean. I mean, that would ruin my day, for sure. Same. Is that why they're called deep elves? It's because they mostly live in caves now. Oh. Have we searched them at all? No. Um, then while all of this is going on, Shim's just going to be standing about 20 feet away from them and rifling through their pockets with Mage Hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Um, Seems fair. <laughs> investigation? <laughs> Perception because like, it's at a distance. I don't really know how to something. Roll, roll something. We'll see. There, twenty. That's fine. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. Sixteen with a four bonus. We'll accept that. Um, I mean, you find some loose bits of coin, rations, and directions. Nice. Directly here. From where? That's useless. Yeah, where from? If I re re-engineer the work, uh, work backwards. Yeah. Uh, roughly to the southwest, where that ocean is. Take a right at the cactus and... 300 yards in front of you, there's a big cave. Yeah, roughly. <clears throat> give, or, give or take. Uh, it looks like it takes about two days. But it doesn't Go. look like... In, in the time Shim has spent in this region, you know, kind of traveling with merchants, doing other things like that, not an area you're familiar with. People don't not go to the other side of the desert. Because the fastest way there is through the middle of that desert. Which no one likes. Particularly. <clears throat> well, the the one floaty guy and the big dude with the double axe. But other than that, no one likes it. I, uh, mean, the, the I feel like Vatten kind of likes deserts, right? I mean... I mean yes. I'd, I'm not saying I would, you know, vacation there, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's not nothing. Yeah. At least stay for a little you bit. also find more of a day trip, right? Yeah. 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 Night trip. Ben, Don't go you also the find day. on on the dude here in the front, uh, the one mm -hmm. who seemed to kind of be in charge. You find what looked like a separate set of instructions that split. That, that basically look like they send groups off in three or four directions. One to where you guys are, but three groups to other places. Are they named? Uh, they are. There's, they're just kind of other small villages and encampments on the edge of the desert. Okay. Mostly to the west of where you are. Um, mostly maybe a little bigger than this one, but not really much, if at all. <clears throat> do, do we stand much chance of catching up with these groups if we get moving ourselves now, or...? Uh, so as as you guys are kind of mulling over this, the the half orc woman walks up, who you've pretty much figured out at this point, yes, is actually the hawk. She does look loosely familiar. You think you've seen her a time or two other places, um, without her maybe necessarily being, you know, directly addressed to you that way. Mm -hmm. I dealt with the first two. My my people are already there. You don't have to worry about those. Okay. <clears throat> uh, the third is actually uninhabited. But really? If, if they've been right. if they've been that deep on the other side of the desert, they wouldn't know that anymore. All right. Well, but don't need to waste people. Those those dwarves moved out two years ago. 
Uh, and actually, Bertrand, you're familiar. There was a small dwarven encampment, you know, sort of on the edge of the desert, who moved back towards the forge. Oh, okay. They, you know, oh, yeah, I knew some of those guys. They they have been gone for some time. They don't appear to really, really be, uh, like, there wouldn't really be anything there for them to mess with. Uh, DM, would it be a waste of game time to actually mark these on the map and record them for later, or...? It won't be necessary, no. Yeah. Um, but this does this does give you the implication that this was not like there's something significant going on here. If like if groups are being dispatched multiple places like that. Right, right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, this is a big move. This isn't a tiny raid. No, no, you guys have seen tiny raids before. The orcs just kinda throw their weight around where they like. This is more planned. <laughs> this is like three or four levels above what Slice is capable of. Hmm. He, do he doesn't have the resources for this. Um, do these prisoners have any other, like, useful and or revelatory stuff on them? Like, um, since you know they attacked i would imagine they're we're going to disarm these people and yes let our hosts confine them someplace i would sure i would say if they've got like useful weapons or something they probably don't need to keep those anymore so, so... probably not necessary yeah um john and r do get a sense like if if you get close enough to any of the five of them there is an aura that radiates from their tattoos. Hmm. Um, it varies person to person. Uh, but you get the sense that there is something not just, maybe, not just, uh, wow, magic that was in them. <clears throat> not just magic in them, not just magic about them. That they contain the ability uh, to, to do certain things. Um, and they I are would all like different. To cast detect magic. Do the thing. I do it, and now I can uh, set, see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and I learn its school of magic, if any. Okay, so the four, as you're looking at the line of the four of them, the first two, um, they each have one tattoo, each on their arm. Mm -hmm. uh, and it appears, and I'm you guys are going to have to help me. What Whatever kind of ore would give you kind of um, like a boost of strength? Um, that, I'm trying to just... Probably, probably alteration or transmutation. We'll go with mm. alteration. I don't think alteration is a... Uh, there's no such thing as alteration. There's abjuration. There used to be alteration. Too much Skyrim. Uh, I think alteration got smushed into transmutation. Maybe I'm I could also be thinking Skyrim, to be perfectly honest. There's a good, that's definitely a thing there, but I think it was in older editions too. Uh, third one would be, I, I'm just going to be honest, I don't remember what all of them are. Um, clerical healing in nature. Okay. Uh, that's evocation usually. Thank you, sir. Yep. And the fourth one would definitely be evocation. Okay. Uh, and top one would also be transmutation for the sort of, the one who seems to be in charge. He has two okay. though. He's the only one with okay. two that seem to radiate any kind of aura. Okay. So cool buffs, cool healing. Damaging stuff. 
damage stuff. Yeah. Magic tattoos. Neat. Uh, what 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 do now? All right, so probably ask Hawk why. What brings you out to this village? Other than I suppose hunting down the deep elves or catching up uh, with them. I wasn't even looking expressly for them. I I knew there were raids happening just in communication with my people. I knew the four of them had stayed to help you rebuild this village. Uh, they have their ways of getting in touch with me. And thanks to my friend who now appears back next to Trather. Um, we have ways of traveling more quickly than most. And she just disappears again. Now she's standing like over next to the deep elves, just kind of looking them over and That's making faces concerning. at them. <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> every few minutes, like every few seconds, she just kind of teleports somewhere around on the map. Is this a thing I can learn and can you teach me? Some can learn it. John could. Can't teach you though. Yeah. Th thanks to, I'm going to assume Vat all of Vatten's crazy bonuses that say he can basically never be surprised. Sure. Vatten's keeping surprisingly good pace with wherever she's turning up. Just so you know that I, scene, and I don't just know which, eyeballing it. which movie it's in, but I know it's a DC scene where there's a point where Flash is running around and he looks at Superman and Superman's looking him in the eye, keeping pace him as he speeds around. That's one of the few really good parts of Dawn is, of Justice. Is that Dawn of Justice? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's I mean, it's, it's like that. It's a better movie than it probably got a rap for, but I mean it has Wonder Woman in it. And I've heard nothing yeah. but good things about her performance. So, yes. Did you? You never saw the uh, solo movie she did? That was. I haven't really seen good. either of the ones she's in. I need to see at least Wonder Woman. I heard it was really. Good. Yeah, you really do. Out of all of the DCU movies, that is definitely the one not to miss. <laughs> I haven't even seen all the Marvel ones. Most of them, not all of them. I haven't seen them all either. But anyway, back to I mean, the I mean, yes hand here. So all right. Yes. If it wasn't the defelves, what does what? I I'm going to try that again. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. just all the general nonsense in this part of Unwaru. It's becoming more rampant and becoming problematic and troubling, and I have issues. And I wasn't prepared for this nonsense with the beast and the obsidian spear and the shards and the yada yada yada. Well, nonsense is our specialty. I can oh, live with that. <laughs> can you do me a favor then? Probably. More than likely. Everything I basically, or probably anyone ever asks you to do, probably starts with you visiting Radden at some point, correct? Just about, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll start with him again. He's always a good place to start. He's great at tracking things, and he's been here longer than almost anyone. So if you need to find something that most people aren't aware of anymore, Redden's a good place to start. I assume that would include wherever that lot came from, since I think they're unlikely to tell you. Yeah, they don't seem like the most forthcoming batch, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. <clears throat> also, we have reason enough to go see Redden. Oh. Fair enough. Do you yeah. guys remember those dragon scales? Out of character? Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah, to do the compassy <laughs> thing. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The um, yes, the Ender Pearl from Minecraft thing. Yes. Throw it into pointing in the direction. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Back in the character. <laughs> that's like what, I that's have what to what I, that. I, I love the conspiratorial way he said that. Okay. Yeah. That's how I need that's you guys true. to just talk for like a full session. It's just like this also, aggressive switch. Yeah, I I also like that it's you know. Like, I'm the one that's going to define when I go in and out of character. Like, I haven't been blurring that line already enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, preaching in the choir on that one. We yeah. we here at City on the Hill Gaming don't use a fourth wall. <laughs> There's walls? It gets in the way. I'm not sure we even use a third wall. We, we, just, we have, like, this open floor plan. It's yeah. very modern. There's really got to be nice at natural least... Light. There's got to be at least one wall for John to lean against at all times. Broodingly but. accurate. Broodingly, yeah. yeah. But the fourth wall blocks all the puns yeah. from getting out. And... Oh, they can't stop me. Oh, they'll try. It's a, it's a reinforced high definition. Uh, new process, new technology. It's beautiful stuff. Also made by Radden, because everything's made by Radden. In and out of game. Uh, okay, so the Jedit invites you to spend the night if you wish. Um, you are not more than a day or two's journey from Radden's lovely, weird tower, uh, if that is where you wish to go next, or if you want to go back to the Harvest and hang out with Bastion and Saley some more. We're open to possibilities. I think I want to see what Radden can do with these dragon scales that we picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should probably just camp out here for a night. Make okay. sure nothing else shows up in the meantime. As always, they feed you, the Jedit feed you, and the orcs, and they feed John a second time. Yep. Because yep. John eats a lot. John eats lots. It's like competitive <laughs> eating. Be careful. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you guys spend the night. And the next morning, uh, they thank you again. They pack you a big bag full of sort of fruits and vegetables that they've harvested from the nearby sort of edges of the desert where stuff does kind of grow. And it's really obscure stuff. Like it's stuff John and Vatten would be familiar with, but that you don't find anywhere else because it only grows on the edge of this desert in like a super particular climate. Ooh, prickly pear. Yes. <clears throat> and and the like. But it's, stuff, it's really good and you can make a lot of stuff out of it or you can just eat it raw. Whichever. Uh, but they pack you two big bags of that and hand it to you. And uh, the the leader, we again thank you. We would not have been able to do this by ourselves. Your help is much appreciated. No trouble at all, of course. Okay, so you guys head to the south. As we're traveling, I want to spend a little bit of time with whoever has the capacity to desire to do so and more shield training. For you and Melee. Yes. Excellent. Uh, Trather will happily oblige. Bertrand will take over if Trather starts getting too bruised. <laughs> or frustrated. <laughs> Does Trather seem the sort to get frustrated? Yeah. Yeah. We you depends did just on the situation. do jumping jacks upon finding out that someone you don't get along with. <laughs> no, that was to make sure my muscles kept moving because she keeps paralyzing me. <laughs> It was one time, okay? It was not. The second time was your imagination. It was not. Oh, wait. Yeah, it was his imagination. I remember that. All right, don't tell him that. Rather, is quite certain it wasn't. It may have happened a third time. No one knows. 
Everything's possible. Okay, you guys arrive a day or two later. Uh, at... I like the idea of us having this conversation like as we're walking through the door in the tower. <laughs> it was at least two times. No, it wasn't. You made yeah. that up. He, he, Brad looks at you as walking in. Uh, okay, that's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Um, so not, it was two times. I have the scars. The emotional <laughs> scars. <laughs> I, um, yep, I'm doing the temple rubbing thing again. Yep. Uh, he, he looks at you and he's like, crimson born woman who teleports a lot. Been there. Oh, yeah. Been yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nice girl. Do you have any giant fans that we can use to keep her away? <laughs> Tried it once. She wasn't happy. I am finding a bath. <laughs> she teleported into the middle, pulled one screw out, and the whole thing fell apart. Oh, that's just oh. discourteous. It, you're not wrong. It took me three weeks to put that together. It's like Legos. I mean, what? <laughs> There's reference. <laughs> Sorry, mega blocks. <laughs> no, no. There we go. Duplos. It's larger pieces. Um, I, I, there's fine. I love Legos. Okay. That's not something they've done yet. D&D branded Legos. Hmm. Okay. Hold on. That's for later. Um, they did have uh, Lord of the Rings, didn't they? They do. Enough. If you dig back far enough, yeah, you can probably still find those. Um... Okay, so you guys are at the tower. John immediately notices, and the rest of you do as well. You know Radden never really goes upstairs in his tower. He only goes into the basement. Now the upstairs is actually blocked off. There's like oh. a little barrier that prevents you from going up the stairs. Yeah. Like a little magical barrier. Oh, I oh I thought you meant like like he had bricked it off. I was like, no, 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 it no. got worse. <laughs> <laughs> I've not been gone that long. I, I considered making a caution tape reference that would just have been for Daniel, but that's okay. Oh, that would have been nice. Oh, well. That's only been, been, what, 15 years? Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Almost exactly. The rest of the party isn't privy to. Daniel and I went to high school together. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not going to say we'll explain it later because that would be predicated on me remembering to explain it later. And it also wouldn't be time. It wouldn't be time efficient. Ren looks at you. Anyway, planks on the yeah. barrier and magic. I didn't send for you, I don't think. I may have forgotten to. So you've come looking for me. Interesting. <laughs> what can I do for you now? We're out of flail snails. Uh, we have magical doodads for you to tinker with. Yay. Does someone else want to cover this? He just, he just, he holds out both hands. I assume <laughs> the yay was entirely in character. Oh yeah, no, 100%. Just like a the five-year-old when yay. you show him a new toy, he's just like, me. Me, please. Thank you. Makes that little grabby motion with his hands. Yes, please. Um, All does, yours. Does, uh, he, he takes the, I think Ben has them. Um, uh, I have a stack of grayish obsidian dra- uh, dragon scales. Ooh, yep, those ooh, are the ones. Ooh, mm. I don't know that I want them. Where'd you get them? I know where you got them. That's never a good thing. A drag. In a bag. We found him in a bag. Like, here's the bag. This is the bag we found. Oh. Beside the dragon. Well, we think. I. It might have shape-shifted. We don't know. Uh, cer- we are fairly certain the dragon left these for us. Yes. I'm sure it'll never come up again. No. Certainly. No. 
Why would? Not. Why would? <clears throat> like, so, Bertrand just kind of like nervously like kicks at some dust that isn't there. No, that'll. Mm, yeah. So like, there's this moment where he he's staring at the at the scales, and then he stops because you've held the bag up, and now he's just staring at the bag, and not no. Ooh, giant backpack. That's interesting how they make that look in a, oh, that's not good look. I knew that bag was trapped. No, no, more of a oops look. Like, am I going to lose fingers oops? Or no, no, not that kind of say I accidentally left my bag in the southern desert kind of oops. (laughs) No, no, more of a, that looks like a thing I made 12 years ago once. Where'd you find that look? And now it's not a look. It's a thing he says out loud. Well, that's more helpful. Were there two of those? Together? Uh, uh, (laughs) Were there two of those? My cell phone's in the front pocket. Uh, There's 37 cents and a racer and a phone cable in the middle pocket. And (laughs) no, um... Entirely too large for the average human. Multiple pockets, significant capacity, might be slightly magical in origin. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. That sounds like him. Perfect. Uh, has Has the initials L. L. Bean inscribed yep, on the nope, outside? Those are those. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some sort of ancient runes, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the trap. Yeah. That, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's the cost. The cost is the trap. I mean, I, I hear if you rip any of the stitches on it, they'll replace it for free. I discontinued that service years ago. What? I mean, um, yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea that it's what he did originally. I don't actually remember. That was the rumor about L.O. Beans. That was that he was like a biscuit oh, no. tailor to it begin was. with. Okay. Um, I had a ba- I had a, a backpack from them that they do that. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Welcome I, to the 90s fashion podcast. Yep, there Jan we go. Sport. Yeah. It might have been a Jansport. It was one of the ones with the like giant rubber bottom. And the logo on the, yeah, in the top middle. I remember those. Mm-hmm. I made those. Sorry, we're getting really sidetracked today. Yeah, it's okay. We're all in rare form this episode. We really are. <laughs> I, I made those okay. 12 years ago. Interesting. Special order. Traveler. Uh, like dragon duffel bags are a thing that you do? No, no. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. Apparently, unfortunately, he was very particular about them. So, can you? What can you tell me about the bag then? Like, what? Like, it was just a size and dimension thing. It was just unnecessarily large. But I didn't ask a lot of questions. You mentioned increased holding capacity. Does it just so not a bag of holding? No, no, there's just some extra non-physical depth to some of the pockets. Nothing significant, but I mean, it's it's a, you know, the bags are gigantic. So we're talking more Mary Poppins bag here than Give or take. holding, huh? Spoonful of sugar, etc. <laughs> I like that you said that in character, which... Yeah. yeah, I mean, hey, it's Radden. He knows a lot of stories. Yeah. Hmm. Well, brains a little fried, staring into the scrying glass too many times. I didn't really think twice about it when I made them then. I mean, yes, it was an odd request, but whatever. He knew enough to find me. 
I mean, it's just bags, right? It's like... <laughs> yeah, but it's... I should have been more worried then. I mean, look at them. Yeah. They don't make sense for anyone of an average humanoid size. Both Goliath huh. wouldn't carry I mean, these. I mean, there's giants out there that aren't bad souls. He wasn't, though. Giant. Yeah, but I mean, he could have been working for one or something. I mean... And tactical gear enthusiasts. No, yeah, this, this is not on you. I mean, there was there was a look back home. There was a rock giant named Melvin that I got along with very well. He was a wonderful fellow. Fair enough. So having it like thrown over Shim's shoulders, is it like dragging the ground kind oh, of? Oh yeah, like, like the straps are like this is still like this would be entirely too big for everyone in the party including Trather, and even Shim at his size, this is still three times as much backpack as you could conceivably carry if it had stuff in it. That's real big. Mm -hmm. I can hold a lot. <laughs> okay, no, you, so... I think you could maybe carry the weight. It's just the size that's the issue. So this is really right. size, like a size huge creature, is what Probably, you're saying. Probably, yes. Alright, so, uh, so bag aside. Right, um, Dragon. How much would you want to buy Scales. back for? Two years. I don't want them back. No, the bag. No. You know, no, I don't want the bags back. Aww. Mm. Uh, the scales, what do you need me to do with them? Well, we were well, kind of hoping you could provide some guidance along those lines. What What are these useful for? I I've think never... more than one of us um, to break character a little bit past the role that said we could probably use these as some sort of location homing there's some sort of like homing properties to as, them. essentially he can do there's a process he can go through that will allow them to track their original the being they came from mm, okay like yeah, it essentially gives him like the reference I, the reference i made originally was uh, if you've played Minecraft, they're like Ender Pearls. Ender Pearls help you find Ender strongholds, which lead you to where the Ender Dragon is. It's basically, a dousing rock for this dragon. Uh, essentially, right. You throw the Ender Pearl yeah. in the air, and it shoots off in the direction of an in stronghold if you're near one. Hmm. Okay. And will kind of hover there when it gets there. That's sort of the reference so, I was making. Could you make us a dragon compass? Uh, how many do you? Yeah, that's probably enough. Uh, it, it will make, this is enough for me to make probably five or six. That would get you half the continent of searching if necessary. Oh, we is have a pretty good idea of where to start. In the desert, like it's everything. Specific to one dragon or just no fun if he guesses. Find it all. Oh no, specific to only the dragon yeah, they come from. At least we have a warning. <laughs> so we know. You are uh, a bold lot, aren't you? Question. Answer. Actually, uh, actually. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd this. Uh, the dragon wouldn't be able to sense us using this, right? No. Okay, good. Doesn't that was my concern. Ways. Yeah, no, yeah. Sneaking up on a dragon doesn't work if he's getting like. Once, uh, once you remove the scales, they are not. He's getting like, okay. a ping from these things. Yeah. As long as he's not getting a ping off of it, yeah. There's some kind of GPS. Gonna say a sonar ping. One. Two not dot one six eight. Yeah. <laughs> change my IP. Change my IP. Um, he, <laughs> he, 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 he this 
This podcast sponsored by NordVPN. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We are not like every Minecraft YouTuber. You stop that. <laughs> that was a lot of unnecessary shade. I apologize. It makes for a lot of great content. It's it fun. was entirely necessary. <laughs> was. Thank you. I don't mind the Nord commercials. They're not that long. Um, going for a reference for the modern rogue, but sure, yeah. That, work, that works too. I see him a lot. Um, he walks over to a shelf, opens a, a small case, and pulls something out and walks it over to you. This is an enlarged version. It's not that big. Um, but it's roughly this small grayish black orb and it just kind of floats in his hand would be similar to this it seems to be made up of a series of very small squares Much i like, like everything it. really is if you look closely enough I, whoa <laughs> everything turns the blocks <clears throat> it's been a minecraft podcast this whole time <laughs> so these five or six like do we throw them in the air and it shoots off at the dragon potentially warning the dragon that we're coming. No, no, no. I mean, uh, treat them like the needle on a compass. Right. They will move slowly in front of you and lead you in the direction. But I will need days. Okay. Well. It's not a simple process. Many as you can make. Not a problem. Is there anything we can do for you? Yeah, how's your your upper floor situation going? Uh, I mean, you brought Trellis back from the other... Plane, so that's a good start. Other plane? It's complicated. I'll talk about it later. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. For more information, you can find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com, email us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at City on the Hill Game. For more information on saving the game, you can find Peter Grant and Jenny at stgcast.org or at Saving the Game on Twitter. Thanks, and have a blessed day. Daniel, uh, drop him that sweet, sweet info you have, sir. All right. Um, I'm going to do a shameless plug for something. Well, it's not really shameless if I'm not involved in it at all. But one of my favorite charity fundraiser events uh, will be airing soon. It happens every single year. It's called Desert Bus for Hope. Uh, This is a group of people who play the game Desert Bus, in a marathon style uh, situation that they raise money for Child's Play Charity, and the more money you give them, the longer they have to play. And this how much money awesome. will get? How much money will get you two points? Uh, well, you get one point for every round trip you I, take on the bus. Yeah, eight hours there and back. The eight hours there and back. So, however long it takes for them to drive for sixteen hours straight in real time. Uh, yes, and for each hour, the uh, cost goes up by 7%. Anyway, last year they raised uh, a total of $730,000. And they're still driving now? No, no. no. That they lasted, typically drive that for, about lasted for about a week because it maxes out because you're doing 7% increases. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to start on November 8th at 8 a.m., uh, Pacific time. All the information you can look at is at desertbus.org and uh, they're streaming it at twitch.tv slash desertbus. They do all sorts of um, charity auctions and giveaways. Uh, yeah, lots of guests show up. Um, uh, yeah, Chat's huge. a great place to hang out. It's all sorts of fun. It yeah. really is a, a pretty great event. 
Yeah, it is absolutely wonderful. So that's happening on November 8th, twitch.tv slash desert bus. Check it out. Uh, it's really a wonderful time. The, the, the actual in real, like uh, in real time bus driving is probably the most inconsequential part of what happens that entire time. It's it is really a tiny just part the of the screen. <laughs> But yeah. uh, it, it is a good time, and it does go to a, a genuinely really good cause. Daniel, oh, have... yep. tell me a story. Okay. Professional secrets. The secrets of professional card playing have been well-preserved. Works on conjuring invariably devote much space to the consideration of card tricks, and many have been written exclusively for that purpose. Yet we have been unable to find in the whole category more than an incidental reference to any card table artifice. And in no instance are the principal feats even mentioned. That doesn't surprise me. What, what, what was this? This is a book called Expert at the Card Table by S.W. Erdenes. That's not his real name. Uh, this is a pseudonym by an expert card player published in 1912. And we have no idea who he is, but it is the handbook on... Um, really really advanced card tricks and card slights like sort of the definitive yeah this is board. this is the work and this is this is like when it says expert he means it this is like the hardest card tricks to learn that's cool huh Jin, jenny yes jenny okay when words. i go into a the what we're, we're, oh sorry we're, we're, okay, words yeah, now, i'm more i'm more than i'm going when i go into a bank i get rattled the clerks rattle me. The wickets rattle me. The sight of the money rattles me. Everything rattles me. The moment I cross the threshold of a bank and attempt to transact business there, I become an irresponsible idiot. I knew this beforehand, but my salary had been raised to $50 a month, and I felt that the bank was the only place for it. So I shambled in and looked timidly around at the clerks. I had an idea that a person about to open an account must needs consult the manager. I went up to a wicket marked accountant. The accountant was a tall, cool devil. The very sight of him rattled me. My voice was sepulchral. Can I see the manager? I said, and added solemnly, alone? I don't know why I said alone. Certainly, said the accountant, and fetched him. The manager was a grave, calm man. I held my $56 clutched in a crumpled ball in my pocket. Are you the manager? I said. God knows I didn't doubt it. Yes, he said. Can I see you? I asked. Alone? I didn't want to say alone again, but without the, but without the thing, uh, it seemed self-evident. The manager looked at me in some alarm. He felt I had an awful secret to reveal. Come in here, he said, and led, led the way to a private room. He turned the key in the lock. We are safe from interruption here, he said. Sit down. We both sat down and looked at each other. I found no voice to speak. You are one of the Pinkerton's men, I presume, he said. He gathered from my mysterious manner that I was a detective. I knew what he was thinking, and it made me worse. What is this? I want to read this. <laughs> this is Canada's uh, best humor writer, Stephen Leacock. It's just a three-page uh, uh, short story about going to the bank. That's fantastic. I thought he he's was going to rob the bank. No, no, he's <laughs> just trying to open an account. I, that was, that's, that's how I would the take bank. him when he was like, I need to see the manager. In no, private. It's, <laughs> it's just uh, an, an embarrassing uh, thing at the bank. I enjoyed that story significantly. That, yes, uh, Steve, I will Stephen be, Leacock is amazing. I will be reading the entirety of that later. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Grant. Among the most colorful of 19th century American secret societies, E. Clampus Vitus was founded by gold miners in the frontier town of Mokalumni Hill, California, in 1851 in the midst of the gold rush. 
At that time, most of Northern California was full of little mining towns and camps whose populations shifted constantly. The Freemasons and Oddfellows, the largest American secret societies of the time, had established lodges in many of the larger mining towns, and this inspired a group of Mokalumni Hill miners to parody these relatively formal rites with an order better suited to the rough humor and lawlessness of the frontier. E. Clampus Vitus was the result. Meetings of E. Clampus Vitus chapters, which could be held at any time before or after a full moon, were held in saloons and announced by the braying of the Hugag, a makeshift, a makeshift trumpet. Inside, the officers, the noble Grand Humbug, the Royal Giascutus, the Clamps Pretrix, the Clamps Matrix, the Grand Imperturbable Hangman, and many others, as all Clampers are by definition officers, presided over meetings well lubricated with beer and cheap whiskey. Initiation rituals for PBCs, poor blind candidates, consisted mostly of raucous pranks. Once initiated, each candidate was given the official title of chairman of the most important committee. Clampers were also marched in parades with a billy goat for their mascot and a banner consisting of a woman's hoop skirt and the motto, this is the flag we fight under. And apparently the words have actual no meaning in Latin, which is most curious. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I, yep. Mm -hmm. The best part is um, the combination of raucous humor and practical charity made E. Clampus Vitus the largest secret society in Northern California within a decade of its founding. Wow. That's not unimpressive. Huh. My little book on, uh, is it the, the Element Encyclopedia, I believe it is? Secret Societies? Good stuff. Well, how secret can they be if there's an encyclopedia of them? <laughs> the founder well, no, has his own monument. As well, he should. I've done too much digging. Okay, I think I've, I low-key think I've seen these guys somewhere before. <laughs> I mean, they seem fun. You're not wrong. Interesting. Okay, uh, 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 Peter, things. So you want to go to church. Good for you. If you're between the ages of 18 and 29, you're already ahead of 65% of the population. Further, church is awesome. Not only do you get to meet lots of cool and nerdy and countercultural and comfortable in their own skin kinds of people, but you also get to experience the life-changing, well, there's hardly another word but magic to describe the transformational experience of piercing through the veil that separates heaven and earth joining the heavenly chorus and partaking of the very body and blood of God in the Holy Eucharist. Geeks in the church belong together. Christians thirst for adventure, have a sense of destiny, and desire to participate in something bigger than oneself as much as any questing gamer. The geeks' obsessive need to know how something works, to read the manual, to build a complex vocabulary that explains precisely what's going on. These traits are, <clears throat> ah, these are traits that particularly the Episcopal tribe of Christians have in spades. We form both intense community bonds and we have, we affect nerdy insular jargons and we view change with suspicion. That is from the first chapter of The Ultimate Quest by Jordan Haney Ware. My so, guess was going to be Mike Perna, Derek White, or Rachel Held Evans, but that works too. Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot, actually. That was very nice. Uh, William. I didn't realize I'd added a D to my name. Did I, oh wait, did we do that in the game? Is that good enough for a check? Yes, you're, you're solid. Okay. Ben. Uh, white knuckles gripped the leather in the death clench as John hurtled through the night. 
the road was disappearing in front of him as it was in uh never mind we'll just stop there because yeah uh how's that go you're you're good okay yep and one of our players has fan fiction now so that's not nothing what? Well, not, not that John. You said John, so I'm just assuming it's that John from now on. <laughs> Wrong John. That's 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 the mystery. No, that's the mystery of the story. It could be our right. John. It could be any John. Any John. That that's that's just good writing. Any John anywhere at any time. <laughs> Every John. Everyone is John. It's hey, a very good game. John is a good game. I I've heard. I've never played so. I have played. It is fun. Okay. I think we're good on late audio chat. Are you guys still on the desert map with the entirely too large campfire? Yes. yes. Perfect. Can okay. we keep that, please? For at least the campfire. first 20 minutes. <laughs> Look, it works very well for Trather, and I see no reason why he shouldn't always be near giant campfires to push people into. <laughs> is, is, that what, is that what we're using R for now, just to create giant campfires for Trather to fight people with? That or I need to go hire some Boy Scouts. We can also do that. All right, good. I'm hiring Boy Scouts. Sounds legit. No, no, we'll just teach. We'll teach Melee to do it. I mean, you. I mean, you seems can. like she's going to be a Girl Scout troop leader sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, skills are skills. Absolutely. Yeah, and I absolutely have skills in survival, so I could totally teach her that. This is totally a thing we can probably make happen. I have concerns, I mean, but it's probably fine. I mean, I've been teaching her to do that this whole time. Yes. I should have yes, said that ahead of time. There we go. That's on me. 